4: That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and
1: Polly Howard on v Well, I do get this a lot. Uh, I am not Mitch Moss. No. You are not Polly Howard. I,
3: I wish I was Paulie Howard.
1: <laughs> right? What a dream. What a life that would be. I got to
3: think Paulie he just like every day is kind of like he's so locked in, right, on what's going on in the world of sports. I'm I'm locked in, too. We're all locked in. But so like Paulie and Mitch to do this show at this hour, you have to be locked Eat,
1: in. Eat, sleep, and breathe. That's in. it. Absolutely love it. Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross, filling in in the meantime. So, yeah, your eyes do not deceive you. We are not no. mentioning and although I know no. I, my voice sounds super similar as well. <laughs> um, great weekend of sports action that we're going to get into it. recapping a little bit of what happened, looking mm-hmm. ahead to the NFL and college football seasons. Uh, going to be a great show on tap. How, how was your weekend, first was, and foremost?
3: It was fantastic. I had been dog watching Manti, which is Tim Murray's dog. If you if his, you watch Tim's the nightcap, his
1: dog's name is Manti. His he's, dog's name is Manti. He's got to be thrilled for the Netflix documentary that's coming up with the full breakdown of the Linnea Kukua situation.
3: Now, in all fairness to Tim, they named him Manti pre-scandal. Ballad scandal, right? Tim's. A I big, was a
1: big Manti fan as well.
3: I mean, who how could you not be? Who wasn't a Manti Te'a fan? Absolutely right. And Manti, by the way, is a great dog. Hogs a lot of the bed. I don't know how married people do. I really don't. But he <laughs> uh, like. You know, that's when you know how big the fandom is in the Murray household for Notre Dame. When you name your dog Manti. Now, forget the fact that, you know, we know about the the girlfriend story, and then we know what happened in the national championship, the national semifinal against Alabama. Manti was missing tackles. Like
1: I Uh, 2012, you're bringing back such bad memories for me, personally, as a Notre Dame fan myself as well. Like,
3: Stormy, it had to affect him. Like, I, I look back, and I can't wait to see the doc on the whole thing. I don't know how you can go through a. He was on a pace for a. They had him in the Heisman Trophy conversation, and then all of a sudden you find out about the fake girlfriend, and then it just. And by the way, not a great pro. No Saints fans know, right?
1: Unfortunately, didn't work out the next level either. My only Notre Dame football jersey I have is a number five. So really, yep. So that's just sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles,
3: there, Dave. I just always wonder, like, does Manti know that, like, Manti the dog? Like, does Manti have a girlfriend that we don't know about? I don't know.
1: Now, this is where you're taking it too far. Let's let the people know (laughs) who we're going to see and hear from throughout the course of today's show, by the way. Midway through hour two is when we're going to have our first guest on. Chris Benini, senior national college football writer for The Athletic. He does a great job, very in tune with covering the group of five. Mm-hmm. So we'll get his view on realignment, which teams and conferences might be worth buying in on here in 2022. Our three stacked lineup, R.J. Anderson, MLB writer of CBS Sports. Phil Garner, oh, former wow. NMLB manager. I know you were really excited about well, him that's, coming on.
3: That's my era, right? Like, I remember Phil as a player. That's how old I am. And just like a nails type player, right? Like you just, and that's the way he managed as well. So I can't wait to get Phil's thoughts on Major League Baseball, what's going on, and whether or not my Metropolitans can hang on in the NLE.
1: Well, and a former manager of the Astros, mm-hmm. who have been lighting it up as of late. So we interested are. on his take there, as well as Justin Verlander and so on. And then we're going to round out the show later on with Kent Summer, sports columnist at the Arizona Republic. His Sweet. thoughts on the Kyler Murray signing all things NFL, which training camps, the majority of which getting underway today, this week. I know the Raiders obviously started yeah. last week, but everybody else reporting to camp, boots on the ground. Things are happening. We're getting close here.
3: Well, yeah. When you get late July last week, it, like in the medium, and you know this doing college football as well. Like for for media members, for us, us, there. This is it. Your off season's done, kids. Like no more vacation. Like the the number one rule in sports television when you're, you're with the NFL, there there's no vacation in football season. So you want to get in this industry, like you better get the vacation in before July. Because I I would go to training camp in D.C. And so, you know, right now here in the East Coast, you're thinking it's early. Oh, no, no, no. We would be at camp before the coaches got there. And when I would get to the park, the first guy I'd see, and I'm not kidding you, sun's down, it's 5 a.m., it's pitch black, and I'm walking to get ready to set up our shot. It would be Mike Shanahan back in those days in D.C. on the stationary bike. Yeah. Hey, coach. Hey, Dave. Only two people at the place. It's the media, it's the head coach, and the players start milling it. Like this is go well, time. Well,
1: and you still even honestly for the NFL, like we know we joke about it being such a 24-hour, like 365 it days is. type of a type of a sport. Um, like even working for an NFL team, I used to work for the Carolina Panthers. You'd really still have to pick your spots of when you were doing that vacation because the cycle comes your, where you have your, the combine, you have the draft. Yeah. You, have, you know, it's just so. It's what'd go you do? Did you do like go. the
3: post draft, like May post April draft? Like, what was your
1: I would try to go like immediately after the season. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. Because if your team uh if their team season ends early, obviously if they're not going to the Super Bowl, you have that window and so you just try to get in that vacation time as soon as possible. For me, because then once things start get rolling again where you're already looking ahead to next oh, season, yeah. you have to be dialed
3: in. Well, that was the beauty of being in DC for as long as I was. You knew Washington wasn't going anywhere. Vacations planned. <laughs> Back then, week 16's over, baby. Let's take some vacay.
1: That's too funny. Uh, what, what's some of your just general advice to bettors, though? Go, like, at this point in the season, you're getting ready for preseason. Do you bet preseason? Well, do you just prep, um, get your futures bets in, prep different teams, the schedules? What do you do?
3: We've got some sharps here. Obviously, Paulie and Mitch and even Matt Eumann's guys like that, Wes Reynolds. Like, they're really smart in them all. They'll find spots uh, in preseason. I am not a big preseason wager. I call it fake football for a reason because you just know, like the number one goal, is to not get hurt. So again, you can find angles, and and certainly there will be ways when you look at lines and figure out who the second string, third right coaches that
1: take preseason more seriously than others. Absolutely, like like
3: the Ravens having a ridiculous number ATS in preseason, it it is crazy. If you've been betting the Ravens in preseason, you're doing very well. But really, for me, when I look big picture, I always just caution fans: do not take anything, anything from what you see in the preseason, try to extrapolate that into maybe a season wins total, something like that. Look at the roster. Certainly you want to look at the body of a 53-man roster. Like, you know, we're going to talk about the Browns a lot and certainly Deshaun Watson being at camp, but we don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to go. He's going to get suspended at some point. But look at the rest of that that body of work they're putting in Cleveland, Kevin Stefanski and company. It looks like a pretty deep 52. Now who's going to be the one? Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to be Deshaun. But I will look at the rest of the 52 in a quarterback-driven league and then try to put some, you know, connect some dots there if I think the team is good enough to sustain a big injury or say in Philadelphia. And I think this is why Philadelphia is getting bet a lot in the futures market. They have not one but two quarterbacks that are pretty good. Like Jalen Hurts, however you feel about Hurts, this is a guy that's gonna prove it deal right now. They don't have to bring him back next year, right? So they got Gardner Minshew. And I look at the win total of Philly per se, and I don't care what happens in preseason. I really don't. I have no desire what happens in preseason. But I look at the rest rest of it and I go, they've got two capable quarterbacks that if Hurts got hurt or if he's just not that good, I know they got a backup that can step in and win games. Say for my Cowboys, if Dak goes down, am I going to trust Cooper Rush for six, seven? You know, like those those type things when you make future wagers either on division plays, on win totals like you do with the Eagles here, I have to take that into account. Look at how much now. You saw that the Eagles were juiced minus $1. twenty-five nine and a half. High expectations. Look at the Cowboys, plus money at 10 and a half for a team that won 12 games last year. So those are the type of things I would say. big, Go big picture betters. Do not necessarily fall in love with what you're going to see in the next month.
1: Absolutely. And just because you did mention the Ravens, uh, 18-0, and their last 18 preseason games, won that 15 good? of them ATS. So John Harbaugh knows what he's doing over there with the Ravens. Meanwhile, I don't know why I just have this flashback. I'm a 49ers fan of years ago when Mike Singletary was the head coach, 4-0 and in the preseason. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, man, wait, what's going to – are things really about to turn 0-4 oh, to start the year? So that was always really, really fun. Deshaun Watson, <laughs> um, real quickly, he is reported to yep. camp for the Cleveland Browns. How – awkward or bizarre is that gonna be when this ruling eventually comes down like what happens you just get pulled off the field like
3: pretty much <laughs> and it, you know I don't I think it's awkward for for us in the media us trying to get a perspective from a gambling perspective of, of where we think this team's going to go and certainly the fan base it's very awkward I don't think inside the bubble the insulation of the team itself is is gonna be that big a deal for the guys. They're, they're kind of now, they're already getting to know each other pretty well, even though Deshaun is in his first year there. But get, the whole quarterback room's different now, right? with big Everybody's blown out from there. Stefanski's the constant. So it's really incumbent upon Stefanski to get those guys together in that quarterback room and say, all right, block out the noise, block out the distractions. Deshaun, you know you're going to get suspended. It, it's going, we know it's coming, right? Th- they might even be more privy than, than what we are as to how long this is actually gonna be. And I know people are sitting there going, what's taking so long, NFL? Well, you know, every time I think they think they have something figured out, something else pops up with this thing. Right. So we know that the Texans per se, like they they settled with a bunch of the women to get the team off the hook, the Texans off the hook, and say, okay, we settled. We're good. This is now Cleveland's problem. And it is going to be a problem for how far you're gonna I I have to assume you're gonna at least half the season I'd be surprised if you see him at all. Like to me, well, if you're a Brown's better, do not bank on Deshaun Watson. That is fool's gold if you think these numbers are going to hit because you're going to count on Deshaun Watson being the quarterback. Yeah,
1: absolutely not. And that is kind of the frustration right now of the not knowing what the eventual ruling is going to be coming down because we have thought for such a long time it was going to be 17 games. Right. And now you see the reports that, oh, maybe it's going to be between two and eight games, which is a very, very different thing, which also shifts the way the Browns have to figure out their backup quarterback situation.
3: That's right. And again, and, and it feels like they're pretty good in the quarterback room if he's going to be out for a, a lengthy period of time. But that's why I look at the 52. And the, the rest of the Browns' makeup looks pretty good. I mean, defensively, they look really good. Yeah. Right. So that's the way I'm going to gauge it. I have to go in as a better and not count on Deshaun Watson. That's the first. And then if he's back, forget about the, you know, how we feel, you know, about morals and all those things. Just from a betting perspective, if you get him back, you go, wow, OK, now let's find out if Deshaun Watson is still the Deshaun Watson we saw two years ago. <laughs> it's been a minute, Stormy.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, this first hour of Follow the Money presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. We're going to step aside here briefly, but when we come back, win some, lose some, uh, recapping oh, a little bit of the weekend, and we're going to get into a little controversy that happened in NASCAR, oh. um, how things got affected at the books, payouts for a certain driver that won, but maybe he didn't.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Sometimes when you win, you really lose, and you lose, you really win.
1: Win some.
0: Why we call it that? At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar—whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
5: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com.
2: Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Polly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some.
1: Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross, back here at Circle Downtown Las Vegas. Time for Win Some, Lose Some. Yeah. And we're going to start... With golf, because Tony Finau cashed in fourteen to one yesterday. Uh, shoots a four under sixty-seven Sunday, thanks to four birdies on his back nine. Closed things out mm. seventeen under for the tournament, and you ended up having a nice winner in this tourney as well.
3: I did because before the final round, Scott Piercy to four-shot lead, and I, I, I don't like fading guys, Stormy. Because you know, not It's like playing the don't pass and roulette. But I knew Scott Piercy wasn't winning this tournament. Even money not to win the tournament. Now, I didn't know it was going to be Fina to come from back of the pack, or it was going to be Grillo, or who it was going to be. But that was easy money, man. Because you could just see Piercy, after a strong front nine, just faded in the back, he, a disastrous 14th hole with a triple bogey. Yeah, that's easy what I was going to say. He
1: bogeyed four of six holes before the triple bogey implosion four. on 14, so... Bye-bye. Brutal. Although, I do not like people that do the don't pass line. I got no, you. I don't either. This I, time, I'll let it slide, but, yeah. yeah. craps, don't play don't play that. Homie, don't don't do play that, that. Craps. Uh Angels <laughs> and uh, the Braves over nine. This, this thing started off, five runs scored in the top of the first inning. You thought this was going to be easy money. Actually took to the eighth to finally get there, but mm. that's definitely a win. Rockies, Brewers over nine gets their nineteen runs wow. scored out there, and then Rangers and A's over seven. Texas beat Oakland eleven to eight. I mean, I'm I'm upset that I wasn't in on any of those. No, how about, it was a nice day for yeah. You, MLB you those,
3: I guess you just sweat the, a little bit, but you're right. When you get all those runs in the first inning for Anaheim, uh, what are they? Los Angeles, Anaheim of Orange County. Whatever now. you want to call I mean, them. How many names do we have to have for one baseball team? Just it's the Angels. And uh, yeah, for finally for them to get off the schneid, you, know, you fired Joe Madden because he was the problem. They have been a disaster yeah, since true. they fired. They were two games under 500, by the way, when they fired Madden. Maybe they didn't like all his wine drinking. I don't know, but I don't. I can't figure that team out. And I was going to play them this year, and I'm so glad I didn't. I think it was about 84 for the win total. They,
1: they, they... They're a team I almost think if they would have kept their coach, they would have had more success versus, you know, you talk about the the burst that a lot of teams get after they fire a manager, yeah. fire a head coach. Not the case for the Angels. Let's get into some of these winsome videos, okay. though, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um A video has been uncovered from back in the day. Unearthed. Of Jaden Ivy as a young buck, young child, on the Notre Dame basketball oh, okay. court. Center court. Okay, what's he doing? He's getting called out.
3: Okay.
1: Obviously, how, you know his mother, head coach. Right. Basketball, Notre Dame. How
3: old do we think? What? Is that the Dougie?
1: Cat Daddy.
3: That's the Cat that's Daddy? That's Cat what Daddy. What the hell's the Cat Daddy? Look at
1: <laughs> Little did he know he would be a fifth overall pick in wait, the wait, 2022 Wait, Stormy, you're NBA
3: telling draft. me that's called the Cat Daddy.
1: Words on the street.
3: Okay, wait, wait, wait.
1: Do I look like somebody that knows these I, do you dances? Think I know? I could I, do I, I the soldier Boy thought, back right, in the day. I thought it was
3: the Dougie. Because, like, John Wall, when he came to D.C., he hit the Dougie.
1: No, because that's this one, right?
3: Yeah, but he's doing a little no, bit of that. I
1: don't think so. So, what,
3: what, like, does the, what is it called? The cat what? Cat Daddy. Does the Cat Daddy stand the test of Isn't time? Isn't
1: that the one that's, like, the sure. wheelchair? Yeah, that's what he did out there. Yeah. I'm telling you.
3: You think that that dance stands the test of time? Absolutely. So if you, so when you get married, say are you going to hit the thing. cat daddy at I your wedding? I shan't
1: be hitting the cat daddy. Let's keep these with some <laughs> videos rolling, though. Uh, like we talk about training camp getting uh, underway.
3: Is that Josh Allen? He's That's, put on weight.
1: He looks a little different.
3: He's eating a lot in the offseason. <laughs> He's gotten into this. Like, you know, buffalo wings are amazing.
1: You know, he, Josh Allen's been talking a lot about the turkey burgers at training camp. I don't think that man's ever seen a turkey burger.
3: What do you think of the grown man going to camp fully dressed as his quarterback?
1: Hey, you do you live your
3: dream? I'm I'm right there with you. I'm for it. I'm in favor. Like people don't like when old men like me would bring a glove to a game, try to get a foul ball, like organically, not like hey you throw me the ball. Like if this dude wants, this is what he yeah.
1: This, th- is-, this is what moves him. Root on your team, baby. Yeah, let's let's go. go. Last one here, Mr. Ortiz, David Ortiz himself, Hall of Famer. How nice does that sound?
3: Really cool. And again, if you go back to. Obviously, with all the issues they had in Boston his last year there, a couple of, towards the end of his career, and the Boston Marathon bombing. And then for David Ortiz to go out like I don't know if Ortiz is going to remember. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer, but that moment to galvanize that city, grab the mic. I can't repeat what he said, but he said, "This is ours, beep, city." Like I love that from Ortiz, from a guy who, by the way, was not a homegrown product of the Red Sox, who's a twin. Traded to Boston, comes a Hall of Famer. Good on you. Big poppy.
1: Incredible stuff. Let's turn the page to lose some. Uh, I know this first one in the UFC, Tom Aspinall, oh. really hurt you personally.
3: It did because Aspinall and Blades. So, like, I win some there because I get Blades, but I lose the over two and a half, three and a half from the go to the distance because Tom Aspinall, 15 seconds in, Stormy, just takes an awkward step, boom, knees out. And Oof. you're like, what just happened? Join yeah, me. we talked
1: before the show about the Conor McGregor ankle.
3: Again, last yeah. year, I've had, in one county year, four fights where a fight that I've had for the over, the in the first round, and then I had one in rackets in the third round, where just these fluke things. I, last week, Brian Ortega against Jair Rodriguez, two straight main events have been blown out by injuries. But this was cool.
1: Yeah, they got a beer together after... Look at Curtis. Makes everything better. What a guy. And
3: Curtis was pissed. He's like, I don't want to win like this. Nobody wants to win like that. But but good on you. By the way, like, does if you have that type of pain in your knee, does the beer, you don't feel that beer. You could have like... 30, I was thinking <laughs> you. Like, I'm
1: sure the drugs are probably helping as well with that, him. but at that point, the beer's just going down like water. <laughs> also, lose um, we already talked about the Angels getting that nine-one oh. win. Atlanta losing uncharacteristically to the Angels, but hey, go Halos, you yeah. do you. Uh, Yankees Orioles over nine. York beat Baltimore six nothing. Um, the O's are actually a surprisingly good team.
3: Think, they are, you for know, whatever. Reason. Dustin, the normal producer of the show, he tweeted from the game. He said, here watching the best team the AL East and the Yankees. Which I thought was a good tweet.
1: Dustin is one of my favorite human beings. That was a
3: great tweet, Dustin.
1: The Diamondbacks uh, lose to the Nationals, 4-3. Marlins run line, a tough one. Uh, Miami oh, led yeah. led Pittsburgh, 4-2 in the ninth. End up beating them 6-5 in 10 innings. So, and the other rough thing, beat on the run line.
3: And that was Sandy Day for Miami. So, if you had the under two, that was a bad beat. 4-2 in the ninth.
1: We have some loose some videos here, okay. one of which was in Vegas. No. So there is a... Oh, what, what is this? Wait, there whoa, we go.
3: Whoa,
0: There's
1: a public bus that is oh, just no. fully crashed. Is that a house? Did it crash into a home?
3: Holy mackerel. It's so I thought that was... So that's...
1: Leave it to Vegas, baby. So that's
3: the concrete they've just broken up.
1: Oh, Look. my gosh. It like fully... I can not even that. see that from here. Well,
3: it I thought fully it was like, just
1: crushed it.
3: If that was like Buffalo, I think it was a, it was snow. But it's concrete. That that mm-hmm. bus took out in Vegas. By the way, that's a, they're a great file. If you're here in Las Vegas, Las Vegas locally, they keep you up yeah. to date on what's going good, bad, and otherwise.
1: Win some, lose some, presented by BetRivers, your hometown sports book, where you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250 match. Learn more at betrivers.com. Wait, wait, wait! What, we are showing on one there? more video, but what I want to save that. I'm going to save that for tomorrow. So if anybody got a glimpse of now, we're a, showing it again. Anyways. Was that a
3: seal attacking people on a beach? Yes.
1: Two seals. Yes. I was going to save it for tomorrow because we were running short on
3: What's time. What's the difference but... between a seal and a sea C-line?
1: Is it the tusks? Is
3: that I right? I truly have no what idea. Great... That was just a shot By the way, in the dark. you sounded so official with that answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I wanted to turn our attention elsewhere, okay. which is still, it could be a win some or a lose some. We mentioned the NASCAR yeah. controversy yesterday. Nuts. So Dan- Denny Hamlin at Pocono yesterday was... Mm-hmm. Um, Wins, wins the race, wins right. the event in the Cup Series. Kyle Bush comes in second. Both of them are DQ'd for failing a post race inspection. So Chase Elliott, who on the surface comes in third, ends up winning. And different sports books handled this very differently. Mm. So some people pay out everybody. You pay out Hamlin and you pay out Chase Elliott. Some books said, said No, no, no. No, no, no.
3: The rule is the rule.
1: Yes, and so I want this just to be a general PSA Mm. to folks out there. Um, This is a very rare situation. The first time that NASCAR has stripped a driver of a win since 1960, the first time the first two-place finishers since 1955, it doesn't happen often. But the fact that it does happen is just good notice to bettors to know your house rules at the place that you are betting things. Everywhere is going to be different. But it's just that much more important for us. is better to be knowledgeable about what we're placing our
3: money on. No yeah. question. And and by the way, I don't get mad at the book. That's why they have house rules. Like even back to the Aspinall fight, 15 seconds, some people were saying this should be a no contest. Mm-hmm. How could it be a TKO? That in very few, you know, a couple punches thrown, that's it. Guy blows out his knee. Even Nick Leake is here at Circa. I talked to Nick about it. He goes, that's the house rule. It's counted as an under and a victory. And in NASCAR, and I know Adam Burke's got a lot out at, at VEASAN.com too. Know the house rules. I think yes. that is that is the lesson of this. Don't get mad at the book. They got a rule. Just know the rule before you right. bet. Right,
1: and so here at Circa, for example, they have like a certain parameter with which they wait until all of the inspections are completed before they even issue a bet out. So Chase Elliott is the only ticket that Circa has given out because he finished after the inspection as the winner, whereas a place like DraftKings or other sports books, right. deci- are they didn't have that same rule in place the, and are paying out everyone.
3: But if you had Hamlin, Danny Hamlin, and he gets DQ'd, and Hamlin's the winner. You think he's the winner. What a bad beat. Dude, just pass the inspection. What are you doing (laughs) under the hood? Do your job! Do your job! Um, but
1: yeah, again, make One sure you job. head to vison.com, Check out Adam Burke's article. Kind of delves in a little bit deeper on all of that. BetRivers online sportsbook serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. By the way, visit BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right! Log in every Wednesday and automatically get 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis player right from the BetRivers app. Heat up your summer with the BetRivers sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. More Follow the Money coming up after this. Don't go anywhere. Dave Ross is throwing of on the
4: Follow the Money on v the sports betting network.
1: The college football guide is out now, and the pro football guide's coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, the whole shebang. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a Beeson all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at Beeson.com. Slash subscribe, Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross in for Mitch and Polly today. And while football's on the brain, let's just continue to roll with it, Dave, shall we? Can't wait. Only eight teams in the history of the NFL have won back to back Super Bowls. The last one, New England Patriots, 03, 04, Almost
3: seasons. two decades ago.
1: It's been a hot it doesn't second. Happen. But the defending champion, Los Angeles Rams, they're out here trying to run it back. Mm. Could there be a Super Bowl hangover like we've seen before? Could they get to the big game yet again and just not quite make it? Well, Look at those rings. They got their rings. They're celebrating. Holy
3: huge!
1: But Sean McVay's priority is about avoiding that Super Bowl hangover and getting his team's head right. Listen to what he had to say.
0: I think what I have respect for is how competitive this league is, and so. You know, whether it's a hangover, like uh, to me, what, what that entails is guys think they're better than they are. They stop working the right way. Complacency sets in and the previous success you think is going to have anything to do with your future success. We got the right kind of guys in our locker room, right kind of coaches that are intrinsically motivated. They care about each other enough to not want to let each other down. So I don't worry about that. He works out.
1: I was going to say that backdrop looked really nice. The Rams have a good setup. Is it's, that weird as a media professional? That's what I look no, at. No, I
3: know, right? You see, <laughs> see what's behind. Oh, that's yeah, a re- really nice riser background. they have there. McVeigh is an interesting cat to me because, okay, people have to remember, he's the guy that said, I'm out of here. He thought talked about retiring right after the Super Bowl, right? And now he's like, no, nah, no, nah, we got to put that. It never happened behind us. We got to have the right guy. <laughs> Dude, you were the one that said you almost said one foot out the door. Aaron Donald said, if I don't get a new deal, I'm cool. I can retire. They gave him a new deal. So I get a little worried when I hear about people saying, ah, kind of in, kind of out. Okay, give me the money. All right, I'll come back. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that that's, he's talking about himself. When he says, we have to say that, you know, we're all in and what happened last year doesn't matter. And we got the right group of guys in here and all that. I, I do have that concern. Cause Stormy, I look at the division and I go, what am I missing? The Rams, by the by, far and away, feel like the best team mm-hmm. out of this division. But you're getting plus money for them just to repeat as champs in the West. Forget about it. Super Bowl. And I'm going, well, that's the problem. You, you nailed it on the head. It hadn't happened since Brady played way back in the 2000s. Oh, Brady's still playing. So like, <laughs> it it doesn't traditionally happen. Oh, smooth by the way. Right? Like you go, oh yeah, back when Tom Brady played 2003 <laughs> and two. he's still going, kids. So like, I look at that and I go. That is a natural thing that teams just historically cannot defend again against that Sean McVay saying that's what they have to defend again. They're not talking about the Niners and Seattle and Arizona. They're talking about themselves. And sometimes that's the worst enemy.
1: What they do have on their side is that they're in the NFC, not the AFC. So they yes. do have an easier path. No doubt. Given all of that. Um, but 11 to 1 odds are their Super Bowl championship odds. Like love or Hate.
3: Hate. I, don't, I think I, don't. I do, too. And the thing is, you make a great point, though, about the conference. And even if – I think a lot of people will get the Packers and say, well, they'll be the, the other challenge back – I'm know,
1: not so sure. I kind of like I, the Vikings, if I'm honest.
3: Right. Like, I, that's how kind of watered down. And then, oh, by the way, Tom Terrific's back in Tampa. But they don't have the same guys with Gronks out and figure out Godwin with that knee – and then there's the East and my boys and the Cowboys trying to repeat. By the way, nobody's repeated as NFC East champion since 2003, 2004 as well.
1: What a weird division that you have to deal with. It's insane.
3: So like, I look at the Rams and Stormy. I go, they feel like the best team on paper in the division, excuse me, in the conference, not just in the division. So I'm trying to go, what, why have I not fired at 125? What? What's holding me back? And I think what's holding me back is Boy Genius, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, I don't have a whole lot of doubts because he's still kind of getting into his career. But again, I had Ronda Rousey on, I'll never forget, before the Holly Holm fight in uh, in Melbourne, Australia. And she told me on a Wednesday before the fight on Saturday, she's like, I'm, I'm so ready to get out of here. And I'm like, well, that's not a good mentality going yeah. into a fight. And then she lost for the first time. I'm not saying that's going to happen to the Rams. But when you start talking about retirement, your mind has already gone there in some way, shape, or form. So it's gone there for McVay. It's gone there for Aaron Donald. They're back. But let's just find out how naturally motivated they can really be.
1: Like, and we know from watching them last year as well how tough it is to get to that point because they were a play away from not even making a
3: super. Oh, if Bowl. Tart and I don't so, want to bring that up to you, but if Tart holds onto a punt by Matt Stafford, the Niners are going back to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how that's how thin the margins are, right? Yes. In this league. So like hard those, to get
1: there, even harder to stay there, in my opinion. No so.
3: doubt about it. So to me, although the conference is down. The division feels down. I'm not buying in on Arizona. We'll talk about them later on no, the show. No, absolutely not. But like, to me... And I want
1: to believe in the 49ers, but you've got Trey Lance at quarterback, which is an absolute wild card. The things that I do like about the Rams this offseason, though, are the way that they were able to backfill any of their holes. Um, so if, if you are somebody that likes the Rams and are confident in the Rams, I would say you'd probably be more comfortable and more confident placing that bet in the division versus the conference or versus... The, the championship here. But I mean, you lose Robert Woods, you bring in Allen Robinson, you lose Von Miller to the bills. You bring in Bobby Wagner. Like those were two holes that they filled them. Quickly. Same yeah. thing on the offensive line, every area that they lost a piece, they were able to fill it, which I do like. Yeah. And I do think that they're going to be a good team this year. I just think asking for a repeat championship is a lot.
3: And less need is the GM. I mean, he gives them, gives McVeigh what he needs. So you're right. Like if the cupboard looks like it's empty now, he just refills it. And Sneed has shown this is the way that the Rams are doing it. We'll find out if it works in perpetuity. But the window for them to keep this window open, its we're mortgaging the future. Well, who cares when you win now? Now, maybe four or five years down the road, McVay's not there, and we'll find out about Sneed. The other guys go, you left me with nothing. Well, that could be the case, but who cares about tomorrow if you're winning today? And they are going all in. We saw it last year with Von Miller before the trade deadline, right? Nobody saw that coming. So I think if they're in position again, and they have to retool somewhere down the road in this season. Les Snead will go figure out a way to work that magic.
1: They won 12 and five in the regular season last year. Win total ten and a half this year.
3: I mean, you gotta play the over just because the division <laughs>
1: sucks. I mean, it's Stop terrible. Stop talking so bad about my NFC West. But I mean, it's true. Seattle's 18 to one odds in the division because they're just bad, brutal for Seattle? on paper. I
3: mean, look at the quarterback room in Seattle. Does, I mean, really? Are they? Is that really what they're gonna do? Drew Locke and, and Geno Gino Smith. Smith. And I'm supposed to be scared of that? Like, i got to book the Rams for two. And then I go, okay, Trey Lance, maybe? I have no clue. So, at worst, a split? And then Arizona, no D hop for six weeks? And holes everywhere? Chandler Jones, bye-bye. You bring back Kyler Murray, and I'm supposed to be scared of that? That's at worst, a split? So, there's four wins right there. Minimal.
1: My favorite bet that I have made this offseason was Cardinals to miss the playoffs. And that number has just grown. Oh, and you grown got a good grown. It's like minus 150 now because so many people we're all thinking the same way. And we're gonna talk about this later on, um, mm-hmm. at, at the end of our three. But Kyler Murray is somebody who is tremendous. I mean, I look at last season, seven and zero to start the year. That first loss that they had was to the Packers Mm -hmm. on Thursday Night Football when D-Hop got hurt. And then things just slowly started to dissipate after that because Kyler Murray, the wear and tear on his body starts to happen. It is inevitable. We've talked about it plenty. I told you, do not ever, ever, please, I beg of you, waste your money on Kyler Murray to win MVP unless they have a half-season award out there I don't know about. (laughs) So, I, I just... I firmly believe, based on how tough their schedule is, especially out the gates, and you're not going to have your security blanket wide receiver there to help you out for the first half Then of the why season. aren't
3: we firing on the Rams to win the division at plus money right now? Like, because, what's holding us back?
1: Because everybody's instead deciding to fire on Trey Lance for MVP on the off <laughs> chance opportunity that the 49ers are incredible with him under center. I don't get it. I, saw- I would like the 49ers to win the division, obviously, and I do think that there's a chance yeah. if Trey Lance doesn't, Ultimately, like wreck things, but that's but you, but,
3: but <laughs> to your point, the numbers are getting shorter. It's a Wild
1: card, but Arizona yeah.
3: has gone from four to one to three to one to win the division, right? So, all of a sudden, people are like still four to one. You can get here at com. but like I look at it and go 150 for the Niners and 125 yeah. for the Rams. Look, I remember the talk in Chicago. I was there. yeah, I
1: don't think it should be that much of a talk,
3: no, right?
1: Although the 49ers do historically have the edge over the Rams, they do, so I think that's probably.
3: Kyle owns Sean. Yes. For except whatever Except for reason.
1: the one game that mattered last year. So thanks if a lot you, for that, if L.A. If your
3: safety holds onto a punt. By God. the way, I was there cool. in Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky coming off the, you know, the, 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 the double doink game. Everybody <laughs> was betting Mitch to win the MVP. If you're going to do that with Trey Lance, good luck. That I mean, had that work out in Chicago.
1: Various books. I have seen Trey Lance MVP go from as high as 200 to one. To as low as thirty to one now, oh because God. it has been bet so heavily.
3: That's the trust in Kyle, and that he's going to get this system. And and or and look, they did it in D.C. The Shanahan's did it with RG three, rookie of the year. It did work there. Can you do that with Trey Lance? Ugh. It's a big gamble.
1: Mind blowing. Uh, and we'll talk plenty more about the NFC West later on in the show. Yep. But for now, when we come back here on the program, MLB card coming up today 12 games, no day baseball, but a lot in the evening to get to. So we'll go through the slate and maybe some.
3: Oh. We'll find out what's firing today. <laughs>
4: VSN, the sports betting network.
1: This first hour is flying. Thank you for joining us live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Bon and Dave Ross in for Mitch Moss and Polly Howard here. And there is a full MLB card yep. ahead of us coming up today. Twelve games on the slate. There are some intriguing matchups, some good pitching matchups mm-hmm. today. Um, just full disclosure. I am not somebody that gets my baseball bets in this early in the day. I don't know about you.
3: No, not me. I typically
1: wait a little bit longer.
3: I will, but you can get some good lines now yes. before they do move. And I think being –
1: Overnight in, lines are a very oh, yes. real thing.
3: Absolutely. If you're anticipatory in any, any sport, I try to do it certainly in the UFC and NFL and, and what, certainly in golf. But you can do that certainly in baseball when you look at the pitching matchups, and and that that's a big thing for me. If I have a decided favorite in a pitching matchup, I like to do first mm-hmm. fives because bullpens can be very volatile. But even Adam Burke, and again, this is why you get to get the daily newsletter. Adam does a great job of kind of pointing out that could be a little bit more mythical than what I think, because I think, well, I want to get the best starting pitcher, play the first five. The variance isn't as wide as you might think. You get a bad beat, your bullpen mm-hmm. blows it, you go, damn. Why did I just do first five? But it really does not play out as much as I think the general public thinks it does.
1: My frustration was last week I got a couple really good numbers early in the morning and I'm like feeling really good yeah. about myself. That closing line value you we always it. talk about. And then I lost anyways. So Until it, it little, doesn't hit,
3: then you're like, oh what's that yeah. closing line value? I did well on
1: my props last week, but my just straight bets on the side were not going well. So maybe I just need to stick to props this week. We'll see. Uh an interesting game that gets started here mm-hmm. as we look through uh, the day's action. Max Fried and Ranger Suarez. Uh, as the Braves visit the Phillies, Phils got swept by the Cubs over the weekend. Yep. Braves take two of three in their series against the Angels. So a couple lefties on their respective hills. Any any thoughts on tonight's game or even just either of these teams? Well, at this point the this Phillies, season?
3: again, we, we talked about with Joe Madden a little bit in the Angels. They fire Madden. You think that's going to be the elixir. Okay, you get rid of Girardi in Philadelphia. That's going to turn everything around. And it did. Remember, initially, they went on that great winning streak. You get swept by the Cubs. I mean, nail in the car. Ding. Ding, ding, for the 35 to one now for the Phillies to win the East and you go, well, it's going to be a two horse race. Mets and Braves. If the Phillies have any vision of grandeur of a play, of a wild card spot. They, you can't get swept by the Cubs. So now obviously you have Max freed coming in you go, well, this is going to be a great spot for the ATL because the Phillies are dead as a metropolitan fan. And I look at the Mets now still laying up about a dollar 75 to win the division. I, like last night I was terrified. Braves are certainly going to win their game against the Halos. Mets are going to get swept by the Padres. They're going to be looking up in the NL East. The, the inverse happened. Mets have a game and athlete. This is a big series as the Mets have a day off today. to Kind of watch what the Braves and Phils do going forward. I, Marlins, five games under, they're dead. We all know about the Nats. Sorry, D.C. To me, this is the last hurrah for the Phillies. So while you like the pitching matchup I do with Max Fried on the mound, this is going to be a stay-away spot for me. I'm gonna see if the Phillies have any bark left in that dog.
1: When you talk about the Braves, like are they are they a team you think that could be built to go deep and potentially make a push to repeat?
3: And normally, again, we talked about it with the Rams, you know, in the NFL, how hard it is to repeat in uh, in football. It, it feels easier in baseball, though. We don't have a whole lot of instances of we can really historically go to, but yeah. I, and kind of the reason why I like it is because Olson wasn't there last year. Freddie Freeman was. He kind of switched that out at first base. So, you know, I, I feel like Acuna, yeah, he was on the team, but he wasn't a part of the championship run. So you got two key cogs in, in the middle of that machine for the Braves that want to say, yeah, it's nice to for Olsen to hear about it. Acuna, we know how – guy's a stud, and he was a huge part of them helping to turn it around, but he wasn't there. He got hurt last year. They want to say, I want to play in one and win one. So I think there's still motivation for the Braves. i am got to be honest with you. You go down the board a little bit, eight to one now. They're a playoff team. We'll book that. And as a Mets fan, we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. It could be dropping. And if Degrom doesn't come come back, Jace Jacob, please. <laughs> and Scherzer is going to be Scherzer. Like I like the Mets to be able to hold them off, but certainly as a fan, we've seen how this happens. If the Braves win that division and don't have to play a one game scenario in a wild card, watch out. If they if they're already in, they're going to be tough to beat again. I, I know the Dodgers are the team to beat yes. in the National even League. Even
1: though Dustin Swedelson told us on Follow the Money last week they were under the radar and could be a little bit
3: sneaky. What? They are the radar. <laughs> That's the Dodgers.
1: Love you, Dustin. Another name, though, on that list um, of the, the shorter shots, I guess, even if yeah. it's not that short, Padres at 22-1. to 1, Our guy, Sean King, said that he was interested in buying in on San Diego. So I have the Padres on the brain right now. Okay. Because obviously they played last night in Sunday Night Baseball mm-hmm. against your Mets, and typically – you know, we talk about it a lot on Fade this them. network. Fade the T's. They were just playing Sunday Night Baseball. Mets are not in action today. Padres are. But they're taking on the Detroit Tigers. And if I were to bet anything in this game, I would probably be betting the Padres' run line at plus 110, which I don't know if I'll end up actually doing. But, like, my my mind has such a hard time wrapping around this concept because I love fading those teams the next Monday.
3: That's that's normally the way to go. But I, the Tigers are just
1: so bad.
3: You know what? If I had a lean, and I have not played this yet, but if I was going to talk myself into a play in this game, I'd play the under. And right now, the Padres just don't score runs. And you saw it yesterday. They have a one nothing lead, and there's a shot to center, a great catch uh, that preserves a two-run home run, and then the Mets go get five in the bottom half. The Padres, man, if they're not hitting home runs, they're just not manufacturing runs. So to me right now, I'm with you. you, you would That's why they to, need
1: to get Juan Soto.
3: You would, <laughs> well, can they <laughs> – Send what, can, every team can out Can the Padres there. go get – I mean, if Tatis comes back and Machado, you're paying over at 330, and then go get Soto, yes, he still has the existing contract, $17 million this year for D.C. But good Lord, I mean, could you imagine that payroll? If you gave – one? if this is all hypothetical – you brought him in and gave him a new deal. Because it looks like if you're Scott Boris, if you're the super agent, if there's a deal to be made, it comes with a price tag. And that price tag is we're not going to be a rental. We're not going to be a one-year, two-year. Like, if we go to your new club, you got to give us the, the bag. And we want the bag now. We don't want to wait. I don't know how this is going to play out. And we'll talk about it more in the show. But, like, everybody that's like a Padres, they're going, give me Juan Soto right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I drool over him in New York.
1: Yeah, but, like
3: long term. Yeah, but not it, just short term. But we
1: talk about the in division side of things and that's where your that's where right. your opportunity comes down a little bit. Yeah. And uh we will talk because RJ Anderson, MLB writer for CBS Sports is mm-hmm. going to join us to start hour 3 later on in the show and he's actually based in the DC area. Yeah. So you know he's even more dialed in than most about that situation. The uh the Cardinals appear to be the leader in that clubhouse, um but most people that I've spoken to whether it's on the air or off, don't think that Juan Soto's gonna get moved by the deadline. So, no,
3: you know what the, the thing is, and I, I can't wait to pick uh, RJ's brain on that. It, it feels like it's pinstripes. Like to me, like you look at Gallo and in the instant out, and they need a lefty bat to go, a real lefty bat to go with Stanton and Judge. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and a team that's not afraid to pull the trigger
3: pay and then they're, money, they're not spending. And Will Hill, by the way, who we have all across the network does a great job of this too. Like the Yankees didn't do the old Yankee thing. What daddy, God rest his soul, Steinbrenner would have done. Hal doesn't do as much, which is just open up checkbook and say, what, what's one soda. What wants Boris line one. Like we'll give you whatever you want, right? That the old Yankee way he'd already be in pinstripes. But I will say this. It feels like the right fit because if the Yankees right now, we'll find out if they can hold off the Strohs to, to have the best record in baseball, or at least in the American League, Juan Soto would go a long way in pinstripes to put him with with Judge and Stanton. Boy, that would be a murderer's row. Ah, yeah,
1: be scary, yeah. scary lineup, it no really doubt. Um, I mean, Aaron Judge is already one of my favorite players in baseball. Um, and
3: not the MVP, though, right?
1: Okay, so what's your? Where do you land on the side of this AL MVP conversation?
3: Uh, yeah, and by the way, I don't want Soto. I hate the Yankee. I'm a Met fan, right? I don't. But it just feels like that would be the the right fit for Soto. Okay, the. By the way, I think this is a great discussion to have. You can have it daily because every day you look up and Judge goes yard like he did yesterday at Camden Yards, right? Dustin saw that firsthand.
1: He just keeps adding to the list.
3: <laughs> but 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 they keep going, well, he can't be MVP because he doesn't pitch. By the way, Aaron Judge <laughs> is a great defensive player. This is not a one-way player. We just talked about Big Poppy off the top of the show going to the Hall of Fame. Poppy was a DH. This isn't a DH, people. This is an elite defensive player, whether he plays right or plays center. Okay, that's what Aaron Judge is.
1: Well, and I don't think it's Shohei hate. I don't think we're hating no. on Otani to I say love Ohtani. he he's doesn't play for the
3: game. Yeah, to
1: say that he shouldn't be AL MVP every single year just because he does these things. Right, right? and he's,
3: he's 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 upper echelon in both. Right, he's an elite hitter. Maybe, he's an elite pitcher. He might not be the best.
1: But maybe if he was elite at those things and he helped his team win games. Because like judges, that's not happening.
3: Judge is leading like five st- uh, stats right now, historical categories, whatever. that statorical. Word is. I like, like that it's one. A new word. <laughs> like he's he's leading like five of them, and they're the best team in baseball right now. Okay, so like that's gotta matter. Winning does have to matter. So show, hey, like you're awesome, and yes, you could just blindly vote, but we have to look at what Judge is doing in New York. What was statistical? What did I say?
1: Statorical, which I maybe that's like historical statistics. It, you, yeah. do, you do you exactly. <laughs> this first hour of Follow the money presented <laughs> <laughs> exclusively by Fet Rivers, your hometown sports book? Get a one hundred percent first deposit match bonus now with code two fifty match. Must be twenty one or older offer not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules.
3: Statorical. Statorical. History and <laughs> we'll, stats we'll all be mixed right in back. one. That should be a word. <laughs>